0: Welcome to APG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian American woman. My name is Helen.
1: I'm Janet and I'm Mel. <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Asian Boss Girl. In the spirit of February and Valentine's Day slash Galentine's Day happening next week, we thought we would address all of your love, L-O-V-E questions that we've received over the past few months. We get a lot of questions on love, y'all. And I know, I know, we've been talking about relationships for what seems to be a while now over the past few episodes. Don't worry, we hear your feedback and we see your comments and we want you to say, Thank you for those who provide that type of feedback to us in a loving and sincere way because we are always looking to grow and expand our podcast and hear from you all. So thank you. Just know that these past few months have been a super exciting time, especially for our lovely Miss Mel and Janet, as we finally, after five years of running this podcast, have found some real deal potential in love, okay? So of course we're going to be talking about it. But just know that we do read your feedback, and we also read all the questions that we get asking us about love. So it's a balancing act. We can't please everyone, but we hear y'all.
2: So this episode is going to cover your questions to us about love. I'm putting on my scrub cap and gown now and turning on Miss Doctor of Love. Ooh. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) All right. So our first
1: question... Do you need to have the same hobbies as your partner to make the
2: relationship work? Ooh, okay. So initially, I was going to be like, no. But I do believe there has to be an overlap of things you like to do together hmm. to make, I guess, like, the compatibility of your relationship um, flow a bit more. Like, if you and your partner do opposite things all the time, I don't know. I this is, I think, Honestly, this is something I feel like I'm still figuring out in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I okay. find that... Um, he he is really happy when I join him on his hobbies, mm-hmm. and then he when he joins me on mine, I
0: feel extra like oh this is really nice.
2: Mm-hmm. But I don't
0: know about you. How about you two? I would say also yes and no. Um, yes, I think you have to have some hobbies that are similar enough so that you have similar interests. Mm-hmm. And no, because bringing your own pillar of interest into a relationship makes the relationship more spicy. Mm. Like I love I love when a guy can show me a new thing or share with me a new hobby without making me feel bad that I've never done something that they're interested in you know Mm -hmm. I think that's another way to approach it sometimes when someone has a hobby that you don't have it's kind of like oh you've never done this before like ew oh you're bad at it ew so Mm -hmm. as long as you're accepting of the other person not having done your hobby before and you're open to trying it I feel like that's that's like the best situation Um, like for example if someone were to teach me water skiing Oh. Or water polo or something. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really a water person, but oh, really? I can be, you know? Okay. I feel like that'd be exciting. Um, and I think based on my own experience with past relationships, the best odds for me have been 75% similar hobbies mm. and 25% not.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. I actually would say probably the opposite. I'm a pretty, um, like, I'm a pretty. Uh, You're pretty. <laughs> yeah. <Great period>. <laughs> I would say most of the time That you really don't need to have the same hobbies As your partner and in fact yeah I also think mm. It's more interesting when you have Different hobbies so that in your Relationship there's an ability to Learn different things but yeah I guess it's on It's yeah. all on the premise that you're interested and open to learning about their hobbies and trying some of their hobbies
0: mm-hmm. like for example so philip doesn't play volleyball mm-hmm. but he knows that i love playing and he joined a league with me once oh. and he played mm. with me and even though he wasn't like the best guy there you know there were some guys who are definitely hitting the ball a little uh, <laughs> a little better than him yeah. but it was the fact that he wanted to mm. also spend that quote-unquote free time yeah. with me that i yeah. thought was really like i i, I loved that we got yeah. to spend that time together you know Um, and then there was another time, like I always think about ski trips and how sometimes Mm -hmm. one person can ski or snowboard Mm -hmm. and one person can't and they'd have to stay back in the cabin. And, I just remember moments on the on the mountain when you're alone with your boo thing and it's just so quiet and massive. You're on this mountain together and making it all the way down. It's actually very romantic. Oh, And it's like, that's why I lean a little bit more towards mm. it's better if you kind of have similar interests and hobbies because you can actually spend that time together. Otherwise you would be apart. Mm. But that's just based on my experience. I could totally yes. see yeah, um, if you're both the type of people that's like, I want to introduce you to these hobbies and so you can expand your world and learn new things. That's... That's a good way to go too.
2: You know what it is? I think, I, I I do feel like it is a percentage. Like you have to like, maybe the 75, 25% mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. said because my ex-boyfriend and I, like the reason why I'm like, okay, I didn't think compatibility or similar hobbies were a thing, but he was extremely into weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah tried really hard to like yeah. learn from him. But I think ultimately I didn't have any interest in it. And when I was talking about Korean dramas, or whatever, he didn't care for it whatsoever. Mm. So I think if there's no like initial like a little bit of interest in it it's kind of hard to be like like when Ooh. he's like when he's talking about it i'm like i really want to care but i kind of don't
1: mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. a good point it also depends on the the, the person with the hobbies if yeah. you are dating someone who only has like two hobbies that they really love and those are two hobbies that you're not that into that's probably going to be hard to make it work
0: yeah right? i agree what but, do you think your percentage is then for what's you mean i think it's like
2: probably 60 40 mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, li- I like to like, yeah, me and my boyfriend, like really <laughs> career similar, like we like enjoy similar foods and like things yeah, like yeah. that. So I feel like it's a lot of similarity, A lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. you, Janet?
1: I don't, you know what? I, I was just thinking back on people I've dated and I feel like I've, they've all been really different mm-hmm. and we, we've shared similar like personality traits, but I think hobbies usually it's very different. Mm-hmm. And I, but it's always like they're a hobby that they're really into, whether it's like art or art or like camping, there are things that I'm like, ooh, I would be open to that, but I don't personally, I don't do any of that right mm, now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, yeah, I think I would be okay with it being like 90-10, like wow. totally okay. yeah, As long
2: as our values and our personalities,
0: yeah, and like yeah. we're
1: open
2: to learning each other's hobbies. Yeah, I like mm. that. All right, so for the next question, when you're in a new relationship, when do you feel like you can start being vulnerable with them?
0: I would say that at first, I think everyone's always trying to put their best foot, mm-hmm. best face, best everything forward (laughs) and i think a a bit of a wall tends to go up and it will take some time and comfort before you start letting that wall down a little bit i have come to the conclusion though that everyone is weird like if you watch the comedy comedy out there or any type of shows it's always talking about someone who's being extra weird but relatable Mm. and you're like i would never do that in front of a person but i do that stuff Mm -hmm. you know so I think when you can be more of yourself in whatever weird, quirky, intricate way that you yourself are authentically, then that actually helps the other person bring down their walls too. So Mm -hmm. the earlier, the better, but you also don't want to scare them. So I don't know, maybe second date? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think when I read this
1: question, I just think to a lot of my recent dating experiences because they've happened when I'm older and I'm dating older guys and we're both looking for marriage. I feel like it's just like right away. Mm-hmm. Like I will on the first date just kind of like lay it all out there. Yeah. But I think yeah, depending on this question if I guess what age are you at and what is your goal with dating would be mm-hmm. would help me determine a better answer. I don't know what do you think, Mel?
2: I would also say it's your personality. Mm. I think by default I'm kind of very I'm kind of I'm very emotional and I just I am very open, so I feel like I'm Pretty vulnerable right away. But I will also say it does match with like the intention of the dating, like mm-hmm. who you're trying to chase and stuff. Because in the past, I think I've like not, I haven't been in a relationship with a guy, but I've dated guys. I'm just like, oh, like maybe I put them on a pedestal and I'm afraid mm-hmm. to show my authentic self. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're like, well, I gotta make sure I wear my lashes at all times or I gotta make sure I'm mm-hmm. a best, quote unquote, mm-hmm. best behavior. Um, but I think when you find the right person that Allows you to feel comfortable. That vulnerability is really easy. It
0: comes easy, mm. more easier, I think. Do you recall mm. what the first vulnerable thing you did mm-hmm. with your current significant other was?
2: This is really about. I think being no vul- <laughs> for me. I think a vulnerable thing is. To- I don't know why this comes to my head right away. Is being naked.
0: That's true. That's were true. Were you naked and afraid or naked and not? I was definitely naked and afraid. <laughs> but were
2: you very immediately naked? How no, long no. I mean, that? I definitely, like, a, like, all
0: right, let me just, sure. yeah, let's
2: go. Because I will say, okay, the reason why this pops in my mind is because I think, like, Janet, like, right away when, when I'm dating someone, I'm very open with what I want. Mm. So I'm not afraid of, for that part
0: being naked is when actually, I think it's very, it's, it's a very vulnerable You're state in. to be in. You're like, mm-hmm. here I am mm-hmm. naked. But were you naked and covering yourself or just like, oh, I was naked in the dark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the dark. Got it. Got it. I
2: think when you start getting intimate, I think that's a really another level of vulnerability. You're oh, like, yeah. cause there's point, nothing you yeah. can, it's my physical body. Right. I cannot hide behind this. Yeah. I can find mm-hmm. a sheet, but that sheet can be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think for me, yeah, that, that's what's, yeah.
1: That's a good point. Being vulnerable means something different to every person. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, when you were telling your story, I was thinking, I guess it's like the right time is when you feel safe with the person, mm. right? So when you feel like you can, and I guess that deals with trust, so, mm. or or maybe you, you are okay with just, like, whatever reaction they're going to have. Yeah. So what was your moment, Janet? Ah, uh, my thinking? moment. <laughs> <laughs> This, I mean, Mel's answer made me rethink because I was like, yeah, the first date I was so open. But it's like, yeah, I think I'm comfortable. Mm. Just I maybe have shared with a lot of people I've dated a lot of just information. Mm. But what is something I did that was unique with this person? Probably, um, we've had a couple conversations around this, like, about farting in front of your partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually don't think, not in, like, over a decade have I dated someone long enough to be comfortable. Oh. That. So, and that happened like within, I think the second or third month, so maybe a little longer.
0: <laughs> yeah, all tooting in front of each other. What are you, are you farting in front of each other? Oh, one? yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not like full oh, wow. on. We'll wow. have like
1: competitions. On.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> Janet, <Get it. laughs>
1: but that's like the comfort level
2: of just oh, being true. like
1: kind of what if whatever quote unquote is like
0: gross or just like that's true all out there. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I'm
0: not there yet. Have you ever been there?
2: I accidentally, <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> it was, it was it was the cutest toot though. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's what you think. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can ask him. He copies it. Anyways. Okay. Well, how do you reignite excitement and passion into your long-term relationships is the next question.
1: Oh, I'm probably not the best person to ask this question to. I know. I was gonna uh, be like, maybe Helen could answer this. I know, one. maybe Helen is the better person. I
0: feel like I have a very um generic answer for this. Uh which do we want to get eh, I'm, I'm so generic. Well, I think the more advanced you get in the stages of love and marriage and kids, the more there is on your plate. And inevitably, the more intentional you have to be with your time Hmm. and relationships and I think as long as there's communication happening, which is such a generic answer, but I think you have to be both in agreement during certain lull fa- phases where you just don't feel as connected. And you can say to each other, hey, I know we're not feeling connected, but let's be intentional about this and let's do something, mm. have, plan a date, plan um, a trip somewhere together. Um, and especially, it's especially hard when you have a baby, but... Um, trying to get a babysitter I mean that all takes intentional planning and time and I think it's very important to do so that's something that Philip and I have been working on um, and how we try and stay connected with each other, with each other at least at this point in our lives honestly I think that's a really good
2: answer and I will volunteer myself to take care of your beautiful child so you can go <laughs> have a date I always I really want to do that for you yeah oh yeah. what's like have you have you planned a date night
1: together
0: we haven't, but we're thinking about, like, Valentine's Day if we can oh, get away yes. for a little bit. Because, thankfully, we have grandparents' help here right now, so... That's not nice. Know. I know, we're always like, we got to take advantage of the time yeah, and no. do something. We haven't yet, but... Valentine's sure. Day, date night. Yes. Yeah. Great- That'd be very sweet. Yes. Yeah.
1: Next question. What if you love him, but don't like his political opinions? Ooh.
2: Ooh, okay. Hmm. I will say it'd be very tough, but... Oh man, think it depends how much do you differ on these things because mm. I think it also boils down to your values. Yeah. So it really depends on how on this how far along the spectrum are you guys. Um this is not the best example, but I have a really close friend that we are very opposites in terms yeah. of political opinions, but I still love him as a friend. So I think that with that example, I'm like maybe I could be more open minded with my partner. But at the same time, I don't know. Like I would never date my friend love him as a friend but i wouldn't pursue like a long term
1: yeah like could you see raising a family with him that's where it gets tough
2: i also i do think at the end of the day there has to be some
0: similarities there
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah i mean it's hard because it's like if you love this person like really really love this person for everything other than their political opinions i think it's really hard to to move uh, it's that's a that's a tough question let me say that um it also like you were saying Mel, it depends on how extreme mm-hmm. they are about sh- pushing their political agenda on you mm. and i think if it's a constant daily struggle then that is something that i probably wouldn't be able to handle but if that's just an opinion that they have and they can also open themselves up to see your side of you know what you what you think and why you think the way that you do i think that might work Mm -hmm. but it's still very difficult yeah Yeah. i think as long as you're open to hearing each other out um then you can maybe make it work oh i may be a pessimist on this one but i think it
1: would be really hard to work if you're gonna go into a relationship with this person be prepared to uh deal with the hardships because most likely if you have a certain political opinion you're gonna have friends that share your political opinion and he's gonna have friends that share Mm -hmm. his political Mm -hmm. opinions so when you hang out with each other's friends um conversations might come up and there might be disagreements and things might get weird sometimes or not weird, but like tense sometimes. So I would just be like, if you're prepared for that, for like, I don't want to be dramatic, but for the rest of your life between your friends and your family and your partner, not that it's impossible. You just, if that's something you're okay with and you accept.
2: Oh, I just, I I, I can (laughs) feel like, I don't know. I I always get really awkward around like confrontation. So I'm just like, just even thinking about it makes me feel very, like, awkward. Uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah.
1: I recently went, to, and I, I'm saying this, and maybe I'm a pessimist, because, like, I went, I recently went to a hangout where, um, uh, where one of the girls brought her boyfriend, and they've been dating for 10 years, and he's known in the friend group for being a very strong... Uh, politically minded person of a different party than most oh. people in the room. Mm-hmm. And they always comment when he's there that it's really uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, uh, but see. then also if you're someone who you're, you're okay, like not
2: talking about your political views yeah. or whatever, you know, it's like, it depends, but I think it is going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for our next question, how do you make up after a fight with your SO, especially
0: when neither of you is apologizing? Oh, definitely been there before. <laughs> I will say that even though this might sound negative, I think it's actually okay and kind of good if you have two people that are a little more opinionated than like the pushover Mm. type of person. Because I used to be a pushover in a relationship, especially when I was younger and the guy was older than me. And I was like a freshman, he was like in college, he Mm. (laughs) He was like an upperclassman, but that relationship felt very imbalanced to me. Mm, And when it felt imbalanced, I knew there was no future with him. So it's not terrible that neither person is apologizing, but I think time, time does heal all wounds and sometimes Mm. it's okay to revisit an argument once the heat of an argument dies down a little bit. So take, take the time with arguments. Um, It's obviously best not to go to sleep angry, but sometimes Mm. you just have to do it it happens and it's okay when it does happen um and hopefully later on you know you can actually talk it through and even if later on you still don't have one person apologizing try to just empathize with it, where that person is coming from understand their viewpoint why they feel that way mm-hmm. and i think the next time that argument comes up again then you can actually feel and extend a little bit more empathy towards them and still not apologize, which I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> say, that's actually very. It's coming coming from a woman with experience, yes. right? Like having, I mean, like different levels of different relationships, and then also in a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Because the longer you're with someone, I'm sure there's like more different types of fights that come up, right? Um, and I would agree, and I would say that if there isn't fighting going on, actually, have you heard the saying? It's like no fighting is actually a bad sign in a relationship because mm-hmm. you're probably folding to each other, you're mm-hmm. not addressing like the hard mm-hmm. problems. Um, and I, I am someone and my partner is also someone we've, we talked about this in the beginning, like neither of us likes to fight, Mm. but I think it is important, um, when disagreements come up to address them, right? And to stand your ground because it's for a good reason. Maybe you're disagreeing because something's miscommunicated. Mm -hmm. And I'd also heard the saying, don't go to sleep angry, Mm -hmm. but recently (laughs) we actually had an argument and um, he walked out of the room and he had slept in the living room on mm-hmm. the on the couch. And I was like, oh, like, should I go out That's there and talk to him? Yep. That's, <laughs> I was like, we shouldn't. Because of the, you know, yeah, the, yeah. it's like, he, I shouldn't go to sleep angry. He shouldn't go to sleep angry. But then something inside of me was like, I feel like we're both not in a good headspace mm-hmm. right now. We probably shouldn't talk. So I kind of just like let it, let it slide and we both slept on it. And then in the morning, we talked about it. And I think it's better that... Better that that happened because that will be a memory forever. I told him like never walk out on me again, please. I don't mm. like that kind of you know. Mm. And it was a miscommunication of of something, but mm. um, I think we needed to have that happen mm-hmm. so that he understood and that I that I could feel the feelings and communicate them and um and have that not happen again. So, but yeah, I would say so. It's like let the feelings die down and but just always always talk about it. Like bring some sort of closure to mm. it or some conclusion, even if the conclusion is we agree to disagree. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very normal thing. thing and I, happen, I like how right your perspective on that too, because it's like, now that you've experienced it, you can actually set boundaries for arguments, yeah. which yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people, sometimes they just go all out. Yeah. It's like balls <laughs> to the wall. Like I'm gonna scream and shout. And it's like, no, you need to experience that sometimes to say, okay, this is what we can't do. Yes, exactly. And even if you are angry and expressing it, and it is just a, it's just like your physical insides. It's like a, I think there was one time we brought him, we, Philip said something like, it's science like something in my body is like a chemical reaction and i'm angry <laughs> i'm like okay i get it you can be but it has to be within bounds yeah so that's that's a really good point that um that you brought up there yeah,
2: yeah. i feel like this question makes me think about like again your like recognizing your boundaries because i when i was fighting with my ex-boyfriend i realized how un- how unsafe i felt in arguments mm. not in like a physical way but I realize I'm the type of person that if someone starts yelling at me or raising their voice, I shut down and I will mm. not want to solve it because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I think when when you're fighting, you realize these little triggers or signs that these are things you need to know. Like maybe this person, to be honest, isn't someone you want to be with because mm. you don't feel safe. You mm. guys are just, you know, brushing things under the rug. And that's not really, in my opinion, healthy either. So when I'm in my current relationship, I'm, like, knowing, like, oh, okay, we both actually feel very safe and comfortable talking through our issues, even though it's uncomfortable, but we'll get through it. Like, I'm always telling him, like, this is never as bad as our, my, my ex. Like, I, whenever we get through things, like, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I'm, like, great. By the same time, like, I'm not using that as, like, just because we don't fight like that, it's not necessarily the best thing either. Um, I used to always, the, the, whatever saying you said, like, we're going to sleep angry is the worst. I think we had a fight recently and, and I remember I was being like, this is so dumb. It was the dumbest <laughs> fight ever. And he, I think he just wanted to make a point and I was literally was like, why are you picking a fight? Literally, we're about to go to sleep. Like, mm. I hate this. Yeah. And I was kind of like dumbfounded we're having this conversation right before bed. Anyways, we we're arguing for a while and he was like, I don't want to go to bed angry. Mm. I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about it right now. Like, I'm I'm in a really bad mood. You're well, You want to fix it? Like, I usually want to fix it, but I think we just need like, Mm -hmm. to not think about it. So I put on a Marvel movie and the next day I felt better. I just think I need, sometimes you just need time to be like level-headed because I'm like, my emotions are heightened right now and I'm going to be acting on like really bad things versus just being like, okay, I thought about it. Hey, hey, Maybe sometimes we just need some space from each other. That's mm-hmm. like another like mm-hmm. solution. Like, hey, we've been spending too much time together. Maybe that's why we're getting a little bit more at each other's throats. Mm-hmm.
1: The next day, did he bring it up or did you bring it up or how did it close?
2: We both end up bringing it up. Mm-hmm. I think, we're, I think we're, not, we're the type to not avoid it. But he's mm-hmm. also someone to be like, I don't want to – I think we're, he'll say things like, I think we're done talking about this. Okay. Or like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then we'll like quickly resolve it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so far, it's been, our fights have been mostly like that. Hmm.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. No sleeping on the couch situation yet? <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, yeah. I mean I don't Oh well, hopefully it doesn't happen. <laughs> we'll <laughs> <Yes>. see. <laughs> but if you if it does, now you know that maybe it's a good thing. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? Okay, next question. How do you split and deal with finances in a serious relationship?
1: Ooh, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that before um I would have answered this as I think everything needs to be 50/50. I used to be such a 50/50 person, mm-hmm. but then the um in in my more recent relationship, he caught me kind of like always trying to like make it fair and 50/50 and he's like, "Look, the reality is there's no way that everything is always going to be 50/50. And I remember my therapist talking about this too. She's like, "You can't you need to understand that like relationships involve humans and it's not ever going to be like completely perfect, right?" Mm. So, it might even out exact, you know, in some way, but people have different resources, they have different periods in their life that they're going through. Um, and more recently, I've realized that I think maybe it should be as fair as possible that it feels like both people are contributing, but maybe you have different incomes or different financial situations. So if you want to do it or one person's earning more, maybe it's like a percentage thing, like two-thirds versus, I can do math, 40% and 60% instead of 50-50 mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But as, as long as it's fair and agreed upon between the two people.
2: Mm. I thought that's something I would love to learn for both of y'all and everyone else out there listening. I think finance is something I didn't realize I would feel a little awkward around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I like things 50-50. And I'm very, like, hard, it's hard for me to get out of that mindset. Yeah. So I'm still working through it, to be honest. I'm always just like, oh, you pay for that meal. I should pay for I'm always thinking, like, oh, like, I don't want to define it by numbers. I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, you pay for that. I should pay for this. But I, I think sometimes it, I can't help but be like, I don't want to say I'm stingy, but like, very like, okay, who's paying for what kind of mentality. Um, Is it because you feel like you don't want to owe I, yeah, I don't like that. I'm, I don't like owing people money, mm-hmm. that feeling.
1: I was going to say same. And I also I realized I think it's like, oh, I don't want to burden my partner. Yeah. But I have to realize like he wouldn't offer. He's not going to pay for it if he's not comfortable with it. Yeah. Right? I don't know.
2: I do think the one thing I, I I recognize is that there are some things I know I value. Like, for example, if I see a shirt that I really like that might be a little more expensive, I don't mind buying it for him. I'm like, oh, this will look so mm-hmm. good on you. But I don't expect that in return because I'm just like, I like, I maybe I value nice clothes or I value certain things. I don't expect that when I buy something that I value him hy- to like, reciprocate 50% back. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's fair, but it's more like, I think just navigating finance. And I think sometimes money can be a very touchy subject. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think right now we're fine, but I think I just feel like kind of like, awkward being like oh i'll I'll cover this meal or things like that yeah i
0: don't know so i think i mean it's still fairly early also in your relationships so you're trying to define that for yourself how are the finances going to be split between you both and i think it's that's a good approach where it's like the gifting it's like if i gift you something i don't expect anything in return because it's a gift right by nature you want to just gift someone something um but when it comes to like day-to-day there's you do want more of a balance there yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um well as the one in a relationship for a, little, <laughs> for a long time now. Yeah. Our finances are intertwined. We have a shared account for our joint expenses, anything related to home, mortgage, bills, etc. cetera. Um, I am usually the one that pays for groceries and food, dinner, baby stuff. And I think Philip thinks that I use our joint account to pay for all those everyday items, but I don't. I use my personal account. I don't know why I do that, but I do. And I, I'm actually okay with that. Um, it's not dumb of me. Trust me. I'm very meticulous about my finances. Like why not use it? I should maybe. Um, but I think generally I've always been okay with covering things when it comes to family, especially. Mm. And that, that like extends beyond Philip too. It's like my mom, dad, sister. I think it was just, that was how we were raised where money shouldn't matter in the context of family. And it's just, you always cover and offer. So I don't know. I, when it comes to me and Philip, like I'm always offering to pay and he's always okay with that too. Oh. So maybe I got to think about this again. <laughs> but I think it's because he thinks it's coming from our joint yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like handling finance things Yeah, yeah. and he doesn't. Mm. So that's where I don't feel like it's imbalanced there. Yeah. Where I want him to also contribute or do whatever because I'm totally okay doing this and he definitely contributes in other areas of our relationship.
1: I yeah. think that's how I hear like my other friends too that are married now. Like it's not, once again, it's like it's not 50. 50, 50 right yeah like finances is one part of the entirety of your home mm-hmm. and your relationship so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i it's funny actually when i think about my girlfriends a lot of them are the main person that handles the finances in their relationship because the husband doesn't like to do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah although i think our cpa asked us recently like oh do you want to uh, create like a joint llc where all oh. of like your money gets pulled together, together. i was like no, it's okay. <laughs> I kind of want to have my own like mm-hmm. you know, thing going on and then we'll contribute earnings from there into our mm. joint bank account. That's smart. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, oh, you're filing jointly anyway. It's all meshed together. Mm. But I still want some level of separation there. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing. That makes
2: sense. Yeah. So insightful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that helps. Next question. What to do if your family doesn't like it if you and your boyfriend sleep in the same bed? Mm. Oh, I had a recent
1: experience. <laughs> I went to um, meet uh, my boyfriend's parents for the first time and we had to stay with them because they live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And for the whole time, you know, up, up until the trip, he was prepping me. He's like, you know what? My, my parents are really traditional and we're going to have like cousins and aunts and like family around. So mm-hmm. I hope you're okay with the fact that they're going to require us to sleep in different bedrooms. And I was like, totally cool. You know, like, I don't. I don't have any qualms with that, whether it's religious or whether it's uh, cultural or just a personal preference. I'm in your home. I'm gonna respect, however, whatever your rules are. Mm. That's what I would say. Is like if your family doesn't like it, if you and your boyfriend are sleeping in the same bed, if you're in their home, respect mm-hmm. their space. The one thing I can think that makes it challenging is if you like live with your parents right now and you're dating, um, and so that that becomes maybe contentious. Where if you're an adult, you're sharing their space. You want to be able to have the right to live your life the way that you want to and your preferences, but maybe they're not comfortable with it. That's where I would maybe say to have a conversation with your parents. Yeah, and that gets a little trickier.
0: What if they're not okay with you sleeping in the same bed with him in your own apartment? Oh, that's ooh,
1: that's a good point. Cause um, I feel like maybe you just don't talk about it. Then <laughs> I mean, it it's, yeah, I could see how if if there's some like um some parents or some relationships and cultures that will be very strict about this, um, that kind of is up to you then, right? Your yeah. comfort level of what you want to share with your parents and um, how you're comfortable you are with, like, your own... Yeah, I think it's an individual call. Yeah. I think on if I were me, I would... If they didn't like it and I wanted to still do it, I would just maybe kind of not tell them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> as long as I'm safe. Yeah. I think for me it's more like... I will say, I understand if you if your if your parents are like no sleep in the same bed until you're married. Mm. So I know some religions and some cultures mm-hmm. again like prefer that. Then I respect that. But if you're married and they're saying no, I'd be like, that's a little you crossing know. the boundary. Yeah, I yeah. think usually
0: before it's after marriage it's okay, but before a marriage is when um, some people are not okay with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably can't answer this. My mom is, like, so lenient.
2: She's like, close the door. I don't
0: care. Oh, damn. (laughs) My mom really doesn't. Turn up the music. It's okay. (laughs) Um, I would say for me, I've definitely been in a situation where, similar to Janet, when we're at the parents home they've asked for or i would just show up and then they would hand me a fresh pillow and some you know she's like this is your room and i'm like oh bed is nicely made okay and then yes and then the boyfriend was sleeping somewhere else and we would sneak into like each other's beds in the middle of the night and just hang out and then go back to our beds but it's like yeah if you're only on vacation for such a short period of time like Keep it together. You can you can keep <laughs> yeah. it together for a little bit, you know. Um, but I would agree ignorance sp- ignorance is bliss when you're back home and you know sometimes it's hard not to sleep with your boo, especially yeah. if you're living in the same home. The like, same like well we you shouldn't be living that. in the same home actually. Yeah. But I don't know. It <laughs> <laughs> kinda of feels like heist if
2: you're like sneaking away like sneaking out your room to like go see someone and sneak <laughs> yeah. back in. Yeah. I never did that by the way, but you know.
1: <laughs> All right, next question. What do you gift male significant others on Valentine's Day? It feels like a mystery. Oh, this is a great
2: question. I love this question because I literally was googling this yesterday and asking <laughs> Mel my everything. I Google everything. I think it depends on what your partner likes. Mm. Um, an example: um, my my roommate gave her boyfriend a orange chicken bouquet because he loves panda express So she was like they've been together for a few years she's like i gotta be creative this year so she just like literally bought a box of orange chicken and made like skewers and then she like gave it to him so i think it really depends on what your partner likes i still don't know what i was gonna ask you but like what do Mm. i what i give ray i think the simple thing i was like i I like a simple box of chocolates is really sweet yeah maybe that in a breakfast burrito (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's cute i don't know like, I, I don't know what to like I, I don't know i need ideas so please let me know what, what maybe you, a hmm. breakfast burrito with a thong in it and
0: he <laughs> bites into it and pulls out a thong i'm gonna stuff that in That'd be so gross i don't know I'm
1: trying to, i just pictured the breakfast burrito wearing a thong <laughs> oh,
0: oh, wait oh, that is so yes. cute i kind of like that i like that yeah hmm. and then you gotta you have a matching one on <laughs>
2: maybe, <Yeah>. maybe 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 <laughs>
0: I was definitely on, like, ASOS, and I was like, oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. mm. we'll see. I feel like Valentine's Day is so much pressure on people, especially we'll couples. Um, I usually like to start the day with a Valentine's Day breakfast in bed. Um, you, I do the same for birthdays. It's just a nice effort, mm. you know, mm. to to extend that. I think there was one year we where we both got up earlier than normal. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Making you breakfast. It's like, oh. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, But in the past, I think for presents, we are more experienced type people. Mm. Like, we like experiences. So the past gifts we've given each other for Valentine's Day has been Britney Spears tickets, Backstreet Boys, Trip to Vegas, and just like a little getaway. I think that's that's nice. Um, Especially if for anyone out there, if you're like on the busier end and it's hard to have time together, that's always a good gift to give. I've also given him an electric toothbrush before. Because he needed it. I don't know. I ran out of ideas of what to get him. But he he did give me shit for that. He's like, you got me a toothbrush <laughs> for Valentine's Day? I'm like, yeah. You kiss me, you're going to have good That's breath. That's true. That's true. Um, but those, are, those mm. are the types of gifts that we've been giving each other. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, you've had so many years of yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> like you Eventually, know. you get to a toothbrush.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have been kind of trying to think about something as well. And I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, along the lines of the thong thing, I feel like We're I've heard all guys have thong burritos. the thong. Bur- <laughs> I mean, I hear that guys are pretty simple if you want to bring them happiness. Like maybe it's just bring a little excitement in the bedroom to showing mm-hmm. that you're
0: making wow. a little effort. Well, um, well, what are you gonna do, Jay? Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I don't know. Are you gonna get something for the dog too? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just curious. Matching laundry set for Toby. Oh my oh god, <laughs> that is so god. funny. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yeah, I still gotta, I gotta think about this a little bit more.
2: But I, we be let's go to like Targeters and like walk around and get ideas. And yeah, yeah.
1: I think like heart-shaped doggy treats would be nice. Oh, that Toby. is a good idea. Actually, you know what? For him particularly, getting a gift for his dog would be really touching for him. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Okay. I think yeah, we if the guy has it. pets, um, I think a gift for the pet is a good way mm. to show love. What if he has a turtle? <laughs> then you give the turtle
2: turtles? Sunlight. Oh, God. <laughs> I I actually had pet turtles growing
0: up. They just like the sun. I have a a turtle. I had a turtle too. That's why you ask. Sun. (laughs) Sun. (laughs) Okay, next question. How important is getting married or living together versus status quo slash being happy? Mm. I
1: am in the boat of you should do you. So I think whatever makes you and your partner happy, that's what you should do. Whether that's getting married, whether that's not getting married, living together, Mm -hmm. doing what you're currently doing. Um... I see it could be a little complicated if your family and your friends have different opinions or Mm -hmm. there's like tension there in any way. But um, I always am of the mindset that, you know, the person in the relation or the people in the relationship should get to make the call.
2: Mm -hmm. I also think that if you personally feel like you're not ready to get married or you know, move, move on to the next step of a relationship, that's okay. Like, you don't have to be in a relationship to be happy. I, I'm a firm believer, like, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you lose your independence and things like that. And I know it's hard, because, like, I was talking to my friends, and my 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 friend's friend, her friend group, everyone in that group is getting married and getting engaged, and she feels pressure, like, oh, do I need to get engaged now? Because everyone, my friend group is getting engaged. But I don't feel ready, I was like, if you don't feel ready, it's fine. Like, there's mm-hmm. no need to feel like you and your boyfriend have to go on the same timeline as them so i think ultimately ask yourself like where are you in this happiness level maybe you're happily ready to move on to the next level of your relationship but if you're not it's
0: okay Mm -hmm. i completely agree i met a doctor recently who identified as gay and was single and boasted about loving being gay and single and owning a spectacular home that's his definition of happiness not mine, but I totally respected him for that, you know. So, like Janet and Mel were both saying, it totally depends on the individual. Figure out what your happiness mm-hmm. is. Don't let it be defined by the people around you or by quote unquote the status quo. Next question: Can you love someone you have never met?
2: Okay, so originally I was like no, but then I realized I had a lot of maybe this is an infatuation, not love. K- I'm- drama. Okay, I mean <laughs>
1: true. Mel is. Drama I-
2: artist. I- This sounds really weird. I love being infatuated. (laughs) Mm, like like you love love kind of thing. I love being obsessed. That sounds Mm. weird. Oh, Who who are you obsessed with? Like before, like Korean actors. Like I get to this point where I'm like, I would watch every video I can. I Google search. I YouTube search. I Instagram search. This actor, I watch every video he's in on the interwebs. And every day I would search any uploaded videos that are new. I sound like a freak. But (laughs) I think sometimes when you see these celebrities or just, outside people, depending on the shows they're on. Of course it's like a slice of their life and their personality, but you could just love what they represent. And mm. maybe there's that component. But I'm not gonna be like I, I don't I'm never thinking like you're gonna love me or we're gonna be in a relationship. Like I don't right. think to that level, but I think You could kind of, like, really like someone you've never met.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think you can love the idea of someone, but it's hard to love them because Mm. love is very complicated and complex. Like, I can see if one of those K-drama actors were to – you were to meet them and they were not nice to you. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not going to like or love Mm. them. That's true. And then if you – if your current partner – who I don't know if you said you love him yet, but you know if he did something that was like a, a little negative towards you, you'd be like, well, well, I still love you. You know, it's it's. Mm. I feel like love surpasses just um, the fandom or the the obsession. Those are two very different things. But you can love the idea of someone mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah, I definitely I
1: would agree. I think you can love the idea of someone. You can love being in love with them, but I don't think you can actually love them if you've never met them. Yeah, mm. I agree. Um, yeah, that's a good question, though. It's interesting. That one's making me think.
2: Mm. Yeah. The next question is,
0: how to make the first move as the female in the relationship? So I was watching SNL. I don't know if you saw the latest one with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, of oh. course you would watch yeah. that. Of course, of course I did. I watched that. it right away. I was in the shower. Not doing anything, but I was watching <laughs> Michael I B. Watch I'm it right point. away. Okay. I put it like my phone in the little soapbox yeah. and then I was just watching it there. Um, and I noticed how Heidi, who's one of the cast members, she was like in every single one of his sketches and she kept doing this thing where she would run her fingers up his arms in a very flirty way. And I was like, damn, that's hella flirty. But I feel like small touches send a big message. Mm. So if you are A woman in a relationship and trying to make the first move. Just, you know, slight touches, Mm, I think, will send the message. Because I definitely don't touch my guy friends in that way. No. Yeah. No.
1: That's very true. I would say along those lines, like, personal space is a big thing. And usually it's like when you're, like, making a signal to let someone into your personal space, usually is, like, you don't do that with everyone. So along with the touch, it's like if you lean in a little closer to him every once in a while, kind of get that signal going.
2: Hmm. Yeah, what do you do, Mel? Lay on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up. No question. I'm just kidding. I think sometimes, like, okay, I'll be real. Like, when I'm in... <laughs> like, just naked in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Running I think... around. When she just gets undressed in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it can be very vulgar. And there are times where we joke around about this. Like, obviously, like, sometimes we don't see each other for a while, and I'm just like, yeah. And he'll be like, you want it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, how romantic. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we're like, we got to be more like subtle, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you know, sometimes when you're in the bed and you just slowly just start snuggling, you know, start...
1: Just be direct, I guess, is Mel's approach. Sometimes. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) All right, next question. How do you know if you're exercising self-love when leaving versus staying in a relationship?
2: This answer may sound a little lame, but I actually felt like I practiced this in my last relationship that I left. I think you reach a point... When you had this feeling of like, I deserve much more than this, than what you're giving me. And even though it's the toughest decision you can make in the moment, because you're like, I'm choosing to leave someone that I actually still really like, I know at the end of the day that it's not fair to me that I'm not getting the type of love that I I, I feel like I deserve and I need to receive. Mm -hmm. And so... I think you reach a point when you're like, enough is enough. You just kind of just have this feeling. Yeah. You know, and I think that's when you kind of know, but also begins of understanding who your own values and how how you value yourself to know that barometer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's a I think it's a mix of knowing
0: your values, knowing your worth and then a feeling hmm mm-hmm. I agree I was gonna say like the latter the feeling the gut feeling mm-hmm. I think it's something that I've always followed and it's never strayed me wrong like you can always tell if it's just like mm, this just doesn't feel right and then sometimes you just try and stick it through but if that feeling continues to stay with you mm-hmm. then that that might just mean that you need to leave and practice that self-love because you don't feel comfortable being around that person mm-hmm. so for me it's always been the feeling
1: yeah i guess it's like if you're starting to feel like it's the relationship is not balanced um and you're not getting what you need and what you feel like you deserve um then i think it's it's time to leave but i'm kind of reading this question i'm like is it are they trying to understand whether because like maybe they're trying to say should i leave or should i stay which one is exercising self-love like is it exercising self-love if you stay Because it's like, that's you taking care of yourself. You want to stay in the relationship. It's
2: not a well worded question. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for the question. Mm -hmm. And our last question for today is, what does love mean or look like to you? And how does it differ in friends, family, partners, and colleagues?
0: Mm, I like this question. Um, Love to me is different for different people. Mm. Like love for my grandma, my papa is much more action-oriented from my end. Me reaching out to her to see her, bring her food, check in on her. Love for my son is also very unconditional. The most unconditional I've ever experienced with any other human entity. Love with um, my husband is probably the most raw and authentic, forgiving, and empathetic, I'd say. And love amongst friends is vulnerable and caring humorous present and kind so they all differ for different types of people in my life but i think knowing what you expect sort of out of love for Mm. each of these um people in your life is important for you to know too
1: Mm. oh that was so beautiful
0: i like the adjectives for each of those like how you
1: described it um dang yeah i don't know how to answer this question um what does love mean and look like to me? I the first kind of word that came to my mind is like loyalty or like a sense of like dedication, just always knowing that you're gonna be there for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, how it differs for me, I actually I feel like my the way I feel love for my my family and my friends is very similar. Mm. And I actually wouldn't say that I love my colleagues. I think it's like I either have love for you as a family or friend type of person, which is like a sense of loyalty and commitment. Always being able to feel like I can show extra empathy to that person. And I think the one love that then is different is the one I would have for my partner. And that's where there is a romantic component Mm -hmm. and also maybe the most selfish too. Because I think of all the relationships and loves, I will expect more in return for that one. I I agree with you, But Yeah. How about you, Mel?
2: Hmm, it's weird for me to put into words what I feel, but it's just something I feel differently for each category. Right away, I know when it comes to family, it is very unconditional and very something I'm very sure of. Um, the reason why I have difficulty, I guess, like kind of separating or addressing it, is because I think saying "I love you" to a partner is something I'm actually kind of afraid of because I don't know the true meaning of what it means to love a partner because I think society and media has put so many expectations on it that I don't know what to feel anymore but with family I feel like it's just like I could I'm just like I can't describe I'm like I just I know I love my grandma I love my grandpa I can't tell you why I just know with the relationship I think maybe I'm still defining it for myself because when it comes to partnership I think love requires more work because it's something you're like you're not born into a family that you like, mm. I don't know. It's just maybe because I'm like, you're, you're given your family they're, they're, there, they're like in our family, they protect you and all this stuff with a partner. It's like someone you meet later on in life. Mm-hmm. So how do you build that type of love mm. then in your relationship? And so I think I'm still figuring out what that looks like with friends and where we are in our life now, I do think the friends and family love is kind of starting to like, the friend love has started slowly molding into family love. Mm-hmm. Because I think for the, your true, like, your true homies, your true friendships are like, we've been through so much together. We will do, we will drop anything to make sure you're okay. Like, they're your, like, kind of, they're your family to some aspects. Because I think maybe for a lot of us, I don't live really close to my family anymore. And so my friends are my family. They provide a different type of, uh, dynamic and humor that me my family doesn't provide but it's a different type of love too it's um it's a love with my friends it's more like chosen your chosen family and so there's a lot of more like fun I don't want to say fun there's a different weight associated mm-hmm. with that but I think when you reach like you're in your 30s you're like these are the people that are gonna be my lifers that I chose versus your family it's like we've been lifers <laughs> <laughs> and then I think with your your partner it's more like Again, I think maybe just for me, just seeing the whole, like, the weight of it. Again, I of do think I ask more for my partner because of the romantic aspect and all these things. And your partner's going to be your, like, co-parent, your co-team member. Like, what does that even look like? So I am still figuring that one out. Mm. Colleague? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys are my colleagues, but you guys are my friends. So i put you in the <laughs> friend category. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you all for joining us today. And thank you to those listeners who submitted questions for this episode. We want to take the last question and turn the tables and ask you all, what does love look like to you? When it, Does it differ between your friends, your family, your partner? Let us know in the comments of this episode's Instagram post. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can
1: also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl support, or get some merch at
2: asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a
0: friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. In addition to our main show that releases every Thursday, we now each host mini shows that release on Tuesdays. Tune into K Dreaming with Mel, Living Well with Janet,
2: and Spill the Baby Tea with Helen. Each week we release a new episode of one of the shows right here on the Asian Boss Girl feed. So be sure to tune in to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And with that, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye!